How are you, friends? A new episode of the Daily Time Ticket. Today, I am joined by Merrick Davis. I mean, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while, and we finally managed to get his busy schedule to align to come out and do an episode of the Daily Time Ticket. So I had a great time talking to him. He is a very motivational, a very loving person, and I, I, I don't want to get too into what we talked about at the beginning here on the intro, but I'll let you guys listen in. We talked about life in general, you know, his mentality, how he got over his, his valleys and how, how he's living now. And overall, just had a great time talking to him, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Merrick Price Davis. <laughs> All right, dude, you uh, oftentimes I have a lot of guests on this podcast that they I know my head's going to hurt after they come on because they cover a subject that I have zero knowledge on. Okay. okay. And that's that, sir, is you today. Okay? Awesome, man. I'm glad I'm the the little uh, um, test animal or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> today in studio, we have Mr. Merrick Price. Davis. Yes, sir. Correct. All right, Mr. Merrick, tell the people what you do and what you're about. All right, so my name is Merrick Davis. Um, I'm 21 years old. I've been selling real estate since I was 19 years old. Um, uh, when I was a when I was a five days old, my uh, my adopt I mean my birth parents put me up for adoption. I was adopted when I was a five years old a uh, five day old baby. Um, grew up in Idaho. Uh, been in Pocatello, uh, Incom, uh, Marsh Valley area, Rexburg. I mean, I know the whole Eastern Idaho. Um, my biological parents came back into my life when I was 15. Um, I have a good relationship with both of them. Oh, wow. They're separated, but uh, I still have a good relationship with them. Um, they're both real estate agents in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, Let's see, when I was a senior in high school, um, I found out my girlfriend was pregnant. I was like, all right, I gotta like revamp my life. I gotta make some major life decisions right now. So I enrolled into college right out of high school that summer. Um, went to school for a year and a half. Um, obtained a job at Allstate, being an insurance, um, what's the word, customer service um, mm -hmm. insurance. Um, did that for about a year um, while I was going to school. And then, you know, the fall semester of 2018, I was like, man, this is not what I want to do. I barely had any time with my girlfriend, had barely any time with my newborn baby. And I was like, man, I really got to figure out what I can do to be able to leverage my time. Um, I thought about going into... Uh, being an insurance agent and selling on my own, mm -hmm. kind of opening up maybe like my own franchise and whatnot. Yeah. I was looking into that for a little bit. And then my uh, biological mom was like, you're wasting your time. Go sell real estate. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so I, I already enrolled in the fall semester, but it was like when you enroll in school, you have like the first eight weeks where you can withdraw from school and still get your money back. And it was like the last week of the eight weeks. And I saw a real estate course two weeks out 
from that point, and I was like, all right, I'm dropping out of school. I quit my job at Allstate, enrolled in real estate school, had five grand in my bank account, had a kid, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Wow. Everybody doubted me, man, <laughs> except my family. <laughs> all my friends were like, man, you're stupid, man. You got to get that degree. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go for real estate. And so that's kind of where, that's kind of like my story. That's where I'm at right now. There's a lot to unpack there. That, there's a lot in that story. And man, where, where, where do I want to begin? <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. No, dude, you're good. That's perfect. That's, that's awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, first of all, out of, out of just that entire story, uh, being adopted, yeah. uh, that, I, that, that's something I can't relate with. You know, yeah. not a lot of people can. Yeah. That that how did that feel having your parents come back into your life? That's uh, that's you know for me just trying to piece that together living living with a family that you you know they you see them as your parents, correct? They, yeah. They're your parents and then Yeah, my my adoptive parents are definitely like my they're, they're my mom and my dad for sure. Um it it definitely was uh, a, a big transition. Um but as soon as I saw my biological mom, she came out to Boise to watch me play some football. She came up to the hotel. Um, as soon as I saw her, like it, it was like I never missed a beat with her. It was like, it was like, what's up, mom? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it was so surreal. Like, I mean, she brought my two biological sisters and my little brother, um, and she she picked me up from the hotel by herself and. She just like, she picked me up, just me and her in the car. We were just talking. She was asking me about like my parents, my life. You know, I, I really, you know, really connected with her and with my life experiences. I met my, my sisters and my little brother. And it was like, man, you guys are my family. Like, this is crazy. Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you unlocked a, a, a secret story in a video game. You figured out where it was. No, for real. And like, I had dreams, like, from the time I was a kid about my mom and, like, my family. And, like, I never knew that I had biological sisters or, like, a biological brother. Like, I never knew that. And uh, I, in my dreams, I, I could always picture it. Like, I could picture their faces. Damn, dude. It was crazy, but, like, it was surreal, man. It was crazy. <laughs> that, oh, man, that's, that's insane. <laughs> that's, it is. That's insane, it is insane. dude. <laughs> wow. And, and it's, it's so awesome that you have a good relationship with your, with your biological parents. So how, how does that work? How did they find you? Did they, did they always have just keep tabs on you, or do you have any idea of how they found you? So it actually... It was more that I found them, actually, and I, I should have rephrased that in the beginning, but um, it was on a Sunday evening, you know, um, I told my adoptive mom, I was like, man, like, I was I was going through a really hard time in high school. Like, I was really trying to figure myself out. I got into some trouble, um, was very depressed, and I was like, man, I, like, I really need to figure out my life. Like, I went up to my adoptive mom, and I was like, I need to know who my parents are. Um, and she's like, she basically was like, wrote, just wrote their names down. And I looked my birth mom up on Facebook, messaged her on a Sunday, and she messaged me back on a Monday. She, she actually thought it was one of my sisters, like my biological sister's friends that oh. was messing with her. And so she opened it, didn't message me back, but then she was like, no, that, that message means something. And she, and she told me that. So she, 
So she messaged me back. She's like, I have to call you. Can I can I call you right now? And I was in school, and I was like, I'll talk to you, like, at 4.30 when I get mm-hmm. out of school. And so I talked on the phone at 4.30, 5 o'clock that evening on Monday, and it was just, it was crazy. It, I don't even, I, there's, like, no words for it, man. It was just, like, crazy. My mouth is open right now. <laughs> this is so insane. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was, oh, it was super awesome, man. It was, like, the biggest blessing that I've ever had in my life, for sure. Wow. Okay, dude, you are just, you, I, get, I, I can just see there's a ton of stories in you. Oh, yeah, yeah I, sure, I, I know. I, I can already tell. Listen, dude, and it's, it. I want to I want to touch again more on just <clears throat> when you grew up yeah. you you must have how, how long did it take because I've always wondered like when someone is adopted sooner or yeah. later they'll be like the parents have to have that conversation with their with yeah, their child for for sure and that conversation can't be easy but then after you have that I I can kind of see why you would have some mental issues after that going like dude well yeah. there's got to be someone out there that yeah, my sure. real parents are out there i, w- I want to get in touch with them yeah. and that how big of a how big of a of a weight was that on you growing up because you said you were dealing with some mental issues when you were in high school yeah so i guess like uh i had the conversation that, like I, I i noticed like from the time i was like young because i had white siblings and then i had two adopted black sisters but i actually thought they were like my biological sisters like i thought they were my real sisters um and then i think i was probably maybe eight or nine you know and i started realizing like hearing from my parents about how one of my adopted sisters was from uh michigan Uh, my other sister was from like ohio and uh I was like, you know, like, where, where am I, where the hell am I from? <laughs> you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, my mom told me, you know, she's like, yeah, you're born in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, your mom, she, she couldn't raise you by yourself. And, and uh, that's why she gave you up for adoption. And I had the gift to raise you. You know, that's kind of just, that's what it was. And that's just. That's a great way to put it for your mom. I had the gift of raising you. No, for sure. Like my mom, she's a fantastic lady. I love her to death. Um, you, dude, it, anybody <clears throat> that adopts, that's willing to adopt, especially where she's had multiple adoptions, that yeah. that takes a special human being. Yeah. No, she's raised two set of kids. So she she originally had, uh, well, actually she she had a kid when she was young. She actually put her up for adoption, um, and then she raised four boys, um, and then. You know, they were in their teens, and she adopted us. And so, damn, dude. Yeah, so she Holy really cow. sacrificed late forties, raising new like a new set of kids. So it was crazy. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Again, all right, <laughs> chugging along in this giant. Just to want to unravel this giant gift that you gave me or that initial story, dude. Yeah, okay. Man, I'm sorry about so, that. So, <laughs> no, dude, that's perfect. That, that that makes my job 10 times easier. I love, because I know you have a lot to say. And oh, that, yeah, that's man. beautiful for me. I, I love that. Cool. So, uh, you were in high school. You, yep. got a, you got your girlfriend pregnant. Yeah. That right there. Dude, yeah. I cannot imagine the stress you must have been under. Because oh, no, I, I lost my virginity in high school. Yeah. And I was like... I didn't remember anything from math class or geography class, oh, but yeah. I remember thinking, 
how am I going to support a child right now uh-huh. at a high school? So, yeah. dude, just for because my, my listeners, it's a lot of it's a very young audience. OK, it's people cool, my, cool. more my age and maybe younger, too. But some of them probably are, may might be running through that situation right now or could be running through that situation in a while. Well, I hope if if any of the listeners, you know, are listening to this podcast that they know that if they do end up in that situation it's gonna be all right you just gotta make the right decisions dude i i want to get into just your your psyche your mentality you must have just a mentality what what is your mentality merrick man i'm a go-getter um i don't let anything stop me from reaching my dreams um i've always been money hungry you know um trying to be successful um just like I mean, I knew where, like, I came from, you know, like, it down in Kansas City, like, it's it's kind of like poverty in a way um, from up here in Idaho. Um, I had, like, cousins that were my age down there, you know, they're in they're in prison or they're dead or, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my family, though, they're doing good, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I just I didn't I never wanted to be that uh, that person that struggled. You know, um, I want to I always wanted to have money to be able to help people and hopefully provide knowledge to people, you know, how to get to where I'm at. And so that's kind of like what I that's my drive. Yeah. Like I just want I want like people to grow with me. Um, I want to help people get there, you know. So <clears throat> you you from the story that you told me in the beginning, you you had your valleys. You have you, you. It sounds like you've had your peaks and you've had your valleys. Yeah. When you were in your valleys, I want to know how you managed to just keep going. What kept you going? You know, that's a good, that's a hard question, man. Uh, what kind of kept me going was like I just wasn't happy with where I was at, and I just woke up one day and I don't know what it was, but just one day I was like, you know, I'm not gonna be that person anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna work my I'm gonna work my tail off so I can get to where I need to be. Where you wanna be. To be happy. To be happy with myself, you know? Yeah. That I think that's something that's lost on a lot of people. Like you can pull pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh for sure. I mean I've been at the lowest of the low. <laughs> a I high mean, schooler with a, a pregnant girlfriend. That's, I mean that's tough, man. That is tough. I mean for, yeah, I mean like Cause it went from like my junior year getting in trouble, um, getting put on probation, um, getting kicked out of Highland High School. I love Highland High School. Um, going to Pocatello High School, kind of restarting my life. Um, you know, graduating from Pocatello High School, finding out my girlfriend's pregnant like two weeks after graduation. Like, oh, <laughs> like dude, no. <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm putting myself in your shoes, and that's just like it's just like for me. Dropping. For me, it's just been like a roller coaster throughout my whole life, and I hope that you know right now I'm gonna stay at that peak and keep going up instead of dropping back down. But I know that's ine- inevitable, dude. I uh, <clears throat> it's uh, on the on we we've we we we've uh, conversed for a while. I wanted you to come on, and yeah. and uh, I the entire time I was thinking, I, I I didn't think we would cover this topic, but like, I, I 
I 100% believe life is it's peaks and valleys. It, it, it is. keeps going. It is. It keeps going. But uh, my cousin had a really great. I, I told him about my 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 view on life. That I was like, dude, it's always it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. Whenever you're living life, you're up high, and then it's sooner or later you got to go down low, but you'll come back up. But he goes, don't believe that when you're at a peak that a valley is next. Don't don't think that you're gonna go down automatically. And I never think that. I just I just keep keeping, keep on going. Keep going up. Keep going up. I mean I I mean like I'm doing good right now, but like I'm still working on being a better me and a better person. Cause new sets of problems will always arise. Always. Yeah. And you never know when it's gonna hit you. Dude uh, I, I didn't know you were a father. First of all, congratulations. That's Thanks, awesome. Man. Got an awesome uh, two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. <laughs> really? That's sick, dude. Yeah. Um, but, I, and again, uh, I want to cover that, too. But uh, prior to that, I wanted to say, uh, back to the, like, peaks and valleys, it's, I, I've I've been firsthand of that, too. I've, yep. I've seen, I've seen, when you're in your lowest of lows, there's always a shining light. You're always like, what if tomorrow's better or next month's better? You never know. Yeah. You have no clue. Yeah. And you, oh, the only thing you can do is just keep keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. It's, 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 it's hard to live with that mentality. It's, it's hard for some people because they just want to stick in that mentality of like, woe is me. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not worth what, what I think I'm worth. I shouldn't, I'm not, I'm here because of someone else. And mm. dude, I think you're a, a great guest to have on like that. You're a perfect example of saying, all right, I'm going to take what a life has given me and I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. And I, and I may make it seem easy, but it definitely was not easy. Oh, I know. I guarantee it wasn't easy, man. <laughs> like it was, it was it it honestly was scary like going from dropping out of college quitting my good job that I could have potentially had a great career in mm-hmm. working for Allstate Insurance and quitting that job dropping out of college and just basically playing placing all the bets on myself to get into real estate that was scary i only had 5 grand $5,000 in my bank account had a kid had a girlfriend Supporting all three of us, and and just going with it—that was scary. So, what what uh, what factors made you go? I think real estate might be the way to go for me. You know, I'm a people person. I feel like I am, anyways. No, man. Immediately when I saw you, I was like, "Damn it, this guy's just charming. <laughs> <laughs> well, He's yeah, an man. electric human being." <laughs> awesome, man. I love that. Um, you know, and I I just, I thought I was a people person. Um, Again, my birth mom, she was like, you, you should get into real estate. You'd be good at it. Um, I like to talk to people. I like to help people. And that kind of just, you know, pushed me into it. And, you know, I, I strive myself on helping people, um, helping people in situations like right now with real estate. Like, I mean, I had a, had a client uh, last week. I've been trying to work with them for a couple months. I'm getting their credit up they've had their forbearance period and they can't make their payments anymore and I knew somebody that could help them you know get out of that Mm -hmm. so they didn't hit foreclosure I mean that's just what I do like I like to help people and so I mean that that's kind of why I fell into real estate and what a way to help somebody dude that that might be one of the biggest purchases a, 
a person makes in their lives. Oh, for sure. Buying your buying your house is the biggest financial decision you'll ever make in your life. Yeah, it's and you, you're you're for me it's terrifying. But having somebody like you around, that's 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 what you're there for. You know, yeah. it's to make the process not as hard, yeah. not as terrifying. And that's why I like strive myself on is making sure the process is seamless. You know, making sure they understand what they're getting themselves into, knowing that I'm here if they ever have any questions moving forward. Like, I mean, if I if someone buys a house, they can't make their payments anymore. I always say, you know, call me before you ever hit any financial situation like that Mm -hmm. so I can get you out of that position so you can start over quickly instead of having to wait six or seven years if you file bankruptcy to buy another house. Mm -hmm. We do that all the time. Damn. All right, now we're gonna get into it. All right, All right let's now, do this. now we're gonna get into into your profession, okay? All and right. I want to start from square one. You're you're starting real estate school. Yep. Right, and <clears throat> with any profession, any any type of uh, any type of education, technical school, whatever you're gonna go into, it's there's there's uh, pitfalls that everybody falls into. Things that are very hard that yeah. some people don't overcome. They fall into them and then they say, nah, fuck this, I'm done. I don't want to be in this. Yeah. What are some of the pitfalls that you avoided and then you saw other people that were starting out when you started out? Um, you know, so I can get, actually give a very great example. Um, when I was in real estate school, I was friends with these two guys that were brothers. Um, one of them, uh, he actually got his real estate license. The other one didn't. Um, he got on a real estate team that's actually a huge real estate team in Boise, Idaho. Um, he expected to be making 100 grand his first year, six figures, you know. Um, you know, he didn't hit his goal, and I kind of saw him starting to de- decline, you know. Um, that That's kind of one thing that I tried, to, I tried to avoid. Like, I didn't make my first check until two months into being a real estate agent. I didn't make any money for two months. How scary was those first two months? Oh, dude, it was scary. But every single day, every single day, I had something on my whiteboard saying, I'm going to go knock 300 doors, or I'm going to hold an open house this Saturday. I'm going to start marketing all my open houses this week. Like, I, I had a plan set in stone, and I had a great coach, a great mentor that did help me kind of put that plan together because I told her what my goal was. I was like, my goal is to make at least $60,000 this year. And it was probably, I don't know, four, five, six months into it, and I already hit my goal. And she's like, okay, we need to double that goal for you, Mary. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's do this. You hey, know? Mary, you undersold yourself, man. You're about to hit it big. And, and so, like, um, that's something I see a lot in real estate is there's a lot of new agents that are going to get their license. They expect to make money quick. Um, and they don't, and so they end up either going back to their previous occupation or end up doing something else. Um, I see that all the time. I had uh, a previous guest was actually starting out her her uh, journey into uh-huh. the real estate world. Yeah, and she was stressing out. She was very scared. She was like, "Damn, this shit's hard as hell, man." And for I'm assuming it's it, it it'll vary on people like everything. Oh, yeah. It does vary on people, but if if you could give any advice to anybody going into the field, mm-hmm. what would you say are some things to avoid and some things to just really, you know, grow on? Avoid people telling you no. That's the biggest thing. It's 
like you knock on a door and someone slams the door in your face. This happened to me probably hundreds of hundreds of times, right? That would make me just want to go in my car and go back home. But I don't do that. Um, I keep knocking on the doors because you never know. Um, that's the biggest thing is just not letting not letting someone tell you no, make you go back to what you're previously doing or you know stop doing what you want to do. You ever heard a? Oh, I'm sure you've heard of, the world, the Wolf on Wall Street. Oh yeah. The, sure. What's his face? Uh, I forget his name. Uh, oh, I can't remember his Wall. Damn it. I can't remember his name. The guy that was the, I, the real person of Wolf yeah, of Wall Street. Yes, I know. He, I, I heard, I listened to a podcast he was on, and he he's, he summed up sales perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, if somebody tells you no, you better thank them because mm-hmm. it's a game of numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you get one in 50 sales, yep. guess what? That means you just got 49 more to go, and you're going to hit that one. Yep. And that's all you need. So I did a calculation last year, um, and I think it was like every, you know, 800 or so door, it's going to eventually lead to a lead. And that's that's the biggest thing. So in real estate, um, I read Gary Keller's Millionaire Real Estate Agent. So he prides himself on leads, listings, and leverage. Okay. So leads, number one, that's the biggest thing is getting leads. And that's how you're going to grow your business in real estate. Number two is listings. So for every listing you every listing you have, so that means every house that you advertise for sale, you're going to get, you know, at least 2 to 3 buyers, okay? Once you once you develop that, you know, that database, then it's leverage, and that's when you're going to want to start growing a team. You're going to want to start, you know, hiring a buyer's agent or a listing agent, a showing assistant or an admin. And those those principles, if you follow those things, I mean, I granted I could get more in depth into that, but if you follow those three things, leads, listings, and leverage, you're going to be a millionaire real estate agent in any market. Speaking of markets, the market around here, man, is it blowing up or is it fucking blowing up? So it's blowing up. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, influx of people moving out, moving here from other states. I mean, just last month I had a New York buyer, a Nevada buyer, and a California buyer. Um, those, it's it's crazy, and and I'm not that's I'm not the only one that's getting these out of out of mm-hmm. town buyers. It's we have like 300 uh, agents in this MLS, and I guarantee those guys are taking a bunch of out of town buyers as well. Yeah, I mean I'm seeing all the time. I just I have a listing over on South Fairway on the 17th hole on Highland Golf Course. And uh, the buyer is actually from out of state that's buying that house, and they bought it sight unseen. Okay. That means it's just coming, they're like, I want it, give it to me, and that's it? Yeah, I mean, I had a Damn. lady from Baltimore uh, last year, and she saw one of my Facebook posts. I don't know how, but she saw one of my Facebook posts. She reached out to me. She came out the following week. I showed her a bunch of houses, but she was still set on that house that I advertised on Facebook, and she bought that house. Dude. It's it's crazy what people are doing right now. A lot of people are trying to get out of those big cities and moving here because Idaho has a lot of opportunities for jobs, um, growth right now. I mean, it's it's like the place to be. It's like the, a little island on the map. Bro, Idaho's a shit. I'll, I'll <laughs> say Idaho's the shit, dude. Idaho's awesome. <laughs> I, like, lo- I like Idaho a lot. 
ten, you drive 30 minutes in, in any way direction, you're out by yourself. Solitude. Beautiful nature. Yeah, mountains, lakes, trails. Yeah, it's, 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 it's such a great place, but... I don't want to suck out of his dick too much. I want to. I want to go on some <laughs> other stuff. Okay, <clears throat> it, it, the way, it, dude, it's, it's perfectly segueing. Yeah. Uh, you, a lady from fa- Facebook, one of your Facebook posts, you saw that, right? Yeah. yeah. Modern technologies are coming into play, into effect, into yeah. every single walk of life. Like it, uh, me as a mechanic, you know, things are becoming. Uh, today, I took a virtual online class where I would have had to travel to Racine, uh, Wisconsin, for. Oh, really? I took that today, and I was like, I don't want to go to fucking Wisconsin. There's no, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I took it. It was a virtual class. Uh-huh. So, what modern technologies are you using to better your business? Because um, so, oh, I'll, uh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you too much, but uh, I want to point out. I, I've I looked through your Instagram through one of your feeds, and uh, one I want to point out is you. It looks like you're using a drone. Which one? I don't know, man. It was one of them because you were getting like aerial shots of the house, and then it was like oh, okay. it was going throughout the entire house. I was like, "Is this guy using a drone?" So shout out to Braden West on that. B West, uh, powerful Braden West. I uh, I played basketball at my Highland High School. Um, he does some of my uh, videos and pictures for my listings. He's the one that did that video. Mm. But I advertise on Facebook and Instagram. I do a little bit on Snapchat, but most of my Snapchat people are just my friends. Yeah. They already know that I'm an agent. I just like to post stuff on there once in a while. Um, I do a little bit on Twitter. Twitter is just more for, you know, talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Voicing my true opinion yeah. uh, about politics and whatnot. But um, I kind of I just focus on Facebook and Instagram for my marketing. Yeah, because that's, that's where you, for pictures, that's where you go. Yeah, and it's free. That's dude. You you're you you're just using utilizing tools that are at your like at your reach. Yeah, they're at my reach. They're my toolbox. I'm it's easy. Them. Yeah, it's it's easy money there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man, and for for someone because you're young, dude. Yeah. You're young as hell. Mm-hmm. Is it? Are, are you are you seeing uh, some success that some older guys aren't seeing? Uh, I mean, I can't really pinpoint that, um, but. You know, I definitely am seeing success. What um, What would you say is one of the driving factors that you think is is making you as successful as you are? I mean, I've got my uh, I've got my stuff all over social media on Facebook. Um, I've got my signs all over town. Um, I know a lot of people. I talk to people all the time. Like every single day is just talking to people. Dude, uh, I was surprised I even got you because like I saw a sign for you. Uh, and then I, I knew we have a mutual friend. Yeah, Alex. Alex, Alex my boy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to reach out <laughs> and just see if he answers. And you answered. I was like, damn. <laughs> I know. It took, it took us a minute to get together, man. That's on my that's on my end, man. Oh, I, you're good, I'm dude. just so busy right now, and it's just crazy. Bro. Hey, man, uh, uh, I've I've seen busy people all my life. And I, I, I when, when, uh, when I knew you couldn't make it, I was like, hey. I understand. I so get it. Cool. People get busy all the time. I, I can't get mad at somebody for doing their job. Yeah. And, and that's what I assume was going on. So yeah. I got I got some other work done. Dude, you do yoga? Mm-hmm. Is that shit? It's, I've heard yoga is hard as hell. Dude, it is hard as hell. It's, it's worse than a freaking football or basketball workout. Yeah? Yeah, man. Where do you do yoga? James Barrett Studio. 
Is that in Pokey? Yeah, so they're off of First Street. Um, you know, we're like the Moose. I think it's called the Moose Lounge. It's the old Moose Lounge. It was like um, South First Street. I don't know. It's over there, though. Mm-hmm. But that's where I go. What um, made you want to get into yoga? My girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's funny. So about a year ago, um, my girlfriend and our friend, um, they were both. So our, our mutual friend. Um, was boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, they were both yoga instructors, and we started going to yoga every Thursday night, which is called Wainasa Night. Wainasa Night is yoga and wine, and so we started going to that class. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that man. sounds badass. It is badass. I mean, it. and I just started going, and uh, I haven't been, you know, as um, consistent as I want to be because I've just been so busy showing houses in the mm-hmm. evening, but... No, it, it's good for your mental. It's good for your body. Um, I mean, yoga is something that I wish I could do on a daily basis. It's a stress reliever for you. It's a stress reliever. It gets me, it sets me back in my, it opens my third eye and sets me back to reality. Um, helps me restart. I'm uh I'm very big with that third eye stuff, as you can tell from my yeah, laptop right there. Yeah, that's cool. The, the, da- the, the daily time ticket has a big third eye emphasis, and like I I've tr- I try finding those things that kind of it gets you in a zone. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it, you forget about everything else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else but exactly what you're doing. And that's what yoga is, man. It's it's beautiful. Is it the breathing? I've heard the breathing is the main part. Yeah, so um, breathing is big, um, relaxing is big. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> There's something about it. It's just, so, it's magic, man. It. It's really magic, and I wish I could hit. I wish I could do yoga every day. I just, I need, I need to actually do that for what myself. What else do you do to relieve your stress? Because I know, I mean, you gotta be stressed out, dude. You got to be stressed out doing what you do. Oh, dude, I'm stressed out from the time I wake up, from the time I go to bed. (laughs) Is that a gray hair I see? (laughs) No, man. Um, I I like to golf. Um, I like to spend time with my daughter and my girlfriend. Um, We like to go on walks. We've got two awesome dogs, a Labrador and an Italian Mastiff. Um, We like to get out and, you know, get our daughter out and exercise a little bit, go on walks, take them to the dog park. I keep forgetting you're a family man. Yeah, man. Like, looking at you, you don't look like a family man. I know, man. You're young. Yeah. I like, damn, dude. I like to hang out with my friends, like to play Xbox, like to go shooting, um, like to go look at properties. I mean, that's kind of what I do for fun. If you, uh, Alan Watts once said, powerful Alan Watts, he said, once you stop looking at the world as work, and you start realizing that instead of work, it's play, mm-hmm. you'll live life happy. Oh, yeah. I so, live life pretty damn happy. You look like you're pretty damn happy, uh, dude. dude. I'm always I want to get it out of you. <laughs> I want to know what your secret is because I've been looking for that secret to be happy. It's hard. Everybody's out here stressing about the littlest fucking things. And you just want to tell them, hey, it's it's not that hard, man. Well, so I think the biggest thing that, uh, that, I've, that I've always been stressed out about is pretty much money and I've gotten to a point where I put enough aside where I can kind of I mean my girlfriend would be like no he's he's always stressed about money <laughs> but like really money was a, is a huge factor to me and uh, 
where I've put so much aside, I, I can kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, and uh, I can actually enjoy, you know, going to lava, you know, going on vacation whenever I want. Like, those are things that make me happy, knowing that I can just pick up and leave. And that's what real estate actually offers to you, is you can make your own schedule, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, my girlfriend would be like, that's a lie. He doesn't, he, his <laughs> clients run his schedule. But, um, uh, it real estate offers me to basically live life how I want to be, how I want to live it, and uh, that's another huge thing why I'm into real estate. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'll, I'll be straight up with you, dude. Like I, I would always hear, you. I would hear the pitches. Come, come to real estate. You know, name your own hours. Uh-huh. Make loads of cash. You'll be, yeah. you'll be happy doing whatever. You know, yeah. fuck the nine to five. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the initial thought, it's a scam. It's just a scam, dude. Why don't I want to go into that? I'm going to go do this other shit that's guaranteed. I want uh, to play it safe. Yeah. It sounds like a real estate. You got to be willing to take a risk. You got to be willing to roll those dice. Yeah, no, for real. You just got to roll them and just go with it. Go with it. Dude, you are you, you look, I mean, just based on what you've told me, you're willing to take that risk. You're willing to go that $5,000 in your bank account. Yeah. A kid. Yeah. Drop out of college. You go, you know what? Fuck let's it. throw it in here. Let's fuck. Let's do this. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. That that takes a special human being, dude. Yeah. And I don't. I'm sure people have told you before, but dude, I I feel like you are a special human being, just from the little bit I've known you. That's that's awesome. It's it's something I have troubles doing. Yeah. You know, because I've I, I've I, I don't get me wrong. I love what I do. It's yeah. it's fun. It's fulfilling. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? I'm a mechanic. Mechanic. Yeah, like I'm a heavy equipment. The the official title is a heavy equipment technician. Okay, that's cool. But I just work so on tractors. Oh, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. actually pretty it, cool. It, it's fun. I I love working with my hands. You know, it's it, I've learned it's something that not a lot of people can do. Oh yeah. Because every once in a while, I'm like, holy shit, how? You want me to do what? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Yeah. And, and and I've seen the ladder. I've seen what you can become. I've seen the top guys, and it's yeah. it's somebody I respect. I go, yeah. damn, that's awesome. You 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 have earned my respect just because you're real. It's real salt of the earth people. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to have that experience growing up. I wanted to work somewhere where I could say, you know, I I wasn't. I didn't punk out. I, I can show that I can work. I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm a true man, and I I know what to do. Yeah. And uh, later on in life, it's it, I I I don't see myself being a mechanic for my entire life. As mm-hmm. much as as much as much fun as it is, I don't think I can because yeah. it's hard on the body. Oh yeah, for sure. It, I can't I can't even imagine, man. You're pissed all the time. Yeah. And a lot of the people, they're always, you know. It's it, it's there. There's a lot of stress to it too. Uh-huh. People people don't understand that there's a stress to being a mechanic as much as there is a stress being to you know being a real estate agent. Yeah. And I want I want to expand my horizons. That's mm-hmm. why I started the podcast. Yeah. I wanted to talk to as many people as I could and get what their lives were. It's why it's a daily time ticket. I wanted to learn what somebody's daily time ticket is. Okay. When they wake up in the morning to when they punch out at night that's awesome so <laughs> perfect segue once again yeah, yeah sir what is what would you say is your daily time ticket i know you said you you know you make your own schedule so yeah. you might not have a consistent schedule but 
if you can give me like a rough outline, what would you say your daily time ticket is? So my from the time I wake up, you know, I usually wake up about six o'clock. Um, I haven't done this for a while, but usually about six thirty, I'm out of the shower, listening to an Ed Milet podcast. Ed Milet. Ed Milet is a huge. I, I, let me let me pause for a second, but Ed Milet, he talks about maxing your life out. And I listened to him from the time I got into real estate. A great friend of mine named Oliver Amu was actually the one that introduced me to him and introduced me to his book. I read his book and then I started listening to his podcast. But uh, he he talks about um, 10x in your life. And what that means is, I mean, it, basically 10x in your life. Doing, being a better person than you are, you know going above than what you can achieve and that's what i would do so every morning shower 6 30 listen to a podcast 7 30 daughter wakes up making breakfast eight o'clock 8 30 on my computer messaging people and uh chris Fulcrod, my uh, mentor she said you need to message at least 10 to 20 people each day and they actually have to reply back to you and then it's actually counted as a contact so I would do that. So at least 10 contacts a day. And I I eventually was like, okay, well, she's only saying I need to do 10 a day. I'm going to do 20. So I would do that every single Look day. Look at you overachieving, sir. Well, no, boy. No, it's just it's it's 10x in your life, doubling what you can achieve. And so I would, I would do that. Um, and I still do that. I haven't been doing that as much lately because I've just been so busy and trying to scale my business back. So I've kind of let my business take over yeah, my life yeah <laughs> but yeah. um and then about you know you know nine o'clock i've already messaged all my people um uh, i go out you know start either door knocking or talking to people going to home depot talking to people at home depot i mean do whatever i really want to do yeah and then i just let people call me and schedule their appointments i make it fit in my schedule throughout the day and then i go show houses go on listing appointments call for sale by owners that's like my daily life is showing houses and scheduling appointments the art of the sell yeah, this this is one that I think you have great knowledge on. And I've had I've had I've had a sales guy on here before, but I want to get your view on it. Okay, the art of the sell. It's not easy telling somebody like putting, especially with home, dude. Well, like, home sells itself. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. That, that that's that's something you probably learned in school. That's a freebie. That's a freebie for all you listeners. The home sells itself, but it can't. It like, how do you approach? Because I, I I'm assuming you have people coming into houses and yeah. you're you're you know you got your your taste treats or something going like this is the house showing yeah. them around. What's something you look for when you're like oh shit this guy's like what what tips you going like I'm gonna go after this guy or I'm gonna go after this guy. Well I mean there's something really that I guess you know like I'll if they've got like kids right um, I usually make sure like there's enough bedrooms you know making sure there's enough bathrooms. It kind of is a kind of case by case. Um, you know, that's a that's a hard question, man. The art of the sell? Yeah. Asking how you sell? Um, Everybody has their own ways. I mean, it's, it's more, I just approach them and just show them the house, um, explain to them all the features and um, give them information, background information if I have any about the house. And uh, that's pretty much all I do. 
What do you <laughs> like, What do you think is the hardest house to to, to sell? Well, hardest type of house to sell? I, I have an idea of what one would be. Like if there's a murder or if it's like haunted, that'd be a tough house to sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like probably the hardest houses to sell are houses probably in that. Uh, Oh man, like a first-time homebuyer house, I guess. So like a hundred and fifty thousand or below, or maybe even a two hundred thousand dollar home and below. Those are kind of the hard, hardest houses to sell because a lot of first-time homebuyers they they want something that's new, that's clean, but oftentimes they can't afford that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of the hardest ones, you know, to telling them that it's not in your budget. That's the hardest thing is being like, okay, we need to be realistic. That's the hardest part of my job is being like, we can't do that. Um, We actually, I had one that we've been working on for a week and a lender was able to pull some strings and actually provide 50 more thousand dollars of a loan amount. And God, that was amazing. That that's like, (laughs) that was a miracle. That was a miracle. (laughs) That was like a once in a lifetime thing. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really hard one to answer. Um, and then, and, and if it, we can move on too, because you again, dude, damn, you're just good at this shit. Uh, first time home buyers, yeah. being a first time home buyer, it's it's scary. It's oh, yeah. unknown to you. You can have your parents help you out, but it, I mean, it's it's something that you alone go. Oh yeah. And it's something I think a lot of my listeners are gonna go through within the next two or maybe maybe in this year. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what are some things that people should be looking out for? Um, you should definitely um, not directly go to a listing agent. Like you shouldn't just get on Realtor.com and contact an agent to buy a house, um, unless it's me. I'm just playing. <laughs> Merrick Davis, <laughs> shout him out. Um, no, I I think the the first thing that first time home buyers need to um, do is get in contact with a lender. Um, if you get in contact with a lender, that lender is going to understand your wants and needs, um, and I guess, and an agent, um, they're going to want to understand your wants and needs, and they're going to be able to give you a pre-approval letter. So you know which route to take. So like if they give you a pre-approval letter for 150,000, you'll know that you shouldn't be looking at $200,000 homes. Mm Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is you want to know, Hey, is there down payment assistance as a first time home buyer, which there is through Idaho housing and neighborhood works, Pocatello, if you meet the income limits, well, I guess plus Idaho housing has income limits, but they're more lenient. Um, those are like the two biggest things I think, um, because probably 50% of my clients are first time home buyers that I work with. And they usually get what's called a first time home buyer loan, which is half percent down. So like on a $200,000 house, all they have to come in with at the closing table is $1,000. $1,000 is cheap. That's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, those are those are those are huge things for a first-time home buyer. I mean, I I me where I'm in this occupation, I was able to know that and I was able to get that grant. Um, but a lot of people don't know about that. Some just say, you know, hey, my friend said that I could get a grant but they don't know what the criteria is. Mm-hmm. You know, they expect that I can just provide that for them, which I can't. You gotta go to a lender first, get pre-approved, and that lender will provide that grant for you if you're eligible. So- They expect you to work magic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds like. So, 
if you're a first-time home buyer, um, I strongly encourage to um, either A, reach out to me first, or B, you know, reach out to your, your bank or a lender that you know. That, that's going to be your two, your two things that you're going to want to do moving forward. Is it, do you think it's smarter to go through a big bank or a smaller credit union like ICCU? To, for a first purchase? So ICCU is actually a big bank. Um, I love ICCU, um, but I also um, work with lenders that are, you know, they work for their own company. Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly encourage going to those guys because they have those same Idaho housing packages, the same neighborhood works packages that the big banks have. Um, those, the what I've found now, granted, it's probably a case-by-case basis, but what I've found is that if you go to a big bank and let's say you just have poor credit, they're more than likely going to push you to the side and not really tell you or recommend to you on how to improve your credit so you can buy a house. When I refer my clients to um, local lenders, like through mortgage companies, they usually take the time to guide you on saying, hey, this is what you need to do with your credit. You need to get a credit card or you need to pay this collection off. They usually take the time to get your credit where it needs to be so that you can buy a house in three to six months or even sooner. Mm. Um, and that's, I usually just send my, all my buyers that reach out to me directly if they haven't been pre-approved with a big bank is I'll just send them to those lenders because those lenders are awesome. They'll take the time to give you information. Uh, do you know... Um, and just a quick crash course, if you can. Yeah. Great ways for people to build their credit up. Yeah. So a big thing um, that I've been seeing, even when I was trying to buy my house, is I had no credit. Um, you know, I'm young, I was young, 18, 19, trying to buy a house. Um, a big thing that you can do is get a credit card. And they say that, um, you know, I, I think it's don't charge more than 30% yeah. of your card. Um, that's what a big bank will tell you probably. And also a lender will tell you, um, what I, what I personally did is I didn't charge more than, I think it was 10%. So I had a $500 credit limit spending no more than 50 bucks a month on my credit card, paying it off in the month, or even just keeping a revolving balance and paying the minimum, um, payment on it. I saw my credit go from no credit to a 680 credit score in six months. So if you're doing those things, I, I think you're gonna get good credit. All these numbers you're throwing around, you're throwing around some. Those are big boy numbers: fifty thousand, <laughs> you know, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and that that can be scary, especially yeah. for somebody first coming out. Yeah. How do you deal with like letting them know, hey, hey, whoa, wait, I, I know you're seeing this number. Yeah. But don't be as scared at that number. What What are some tactics or some ways that you kind of get them to kind of calm down? Well, I think so. I mean, if you're looking for rental right now in Pocatello, if you're looking for even a three bed, two bath, you're paying at least 750 to maybe even more a month. Um, You can find, I mean, I've seen it. You can find a three bed, two bath for $150,000 where you're only paying, you know, maybe $900 a month. Yeah, it's more money a month, but you get to own that house for $150 more than renting. Um, That's kind of what I do. Um, with comparing, like, I mean, I have a client right now. He's like, I don't want to pay more than seven twenty a month. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna be looking at houses for one hundred twenty-five thousand. There's nothing on the market in that price range. If you're pre-approved up to one fifty. You might as well get the house that you want 
for 150 and pay $900 a month. And he's like, oh, I'm, it doesn't matter to me. I could live in a double wide. Well, his girlfriend's yapping at him saying, hell no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, it. I just usually explain to them like, yeah, you're going to be paying more money a month, but it's going to be a better investment to maybe go up a little bit more in price point than settling for where you're at right now. It's trying to get those blinders off of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I need to stick to the budget. I need to stick to the budget. Yeah, it's good to stick to the budget, but you should you should maybe increase it a little bit to get what you want. Yeah. So. That's, uh, that's, I come from, like, my parents have instilled in me the, like, uh, they, they've instilled in me great, great ethics and great, uh, I'd say pretty smart with money. Yeah. Like my dad has always been, hey, don't buy anything unless you got the money for it, right? It's like, hey, that, that just, 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 it's smart advice to have to, yeah. to give somebody, hey, don't, don't go above and beyond what you want, what you yeah. need. But I think his, the, their, that, that, that mentality, it doesn't work as yeah. well in a society like right now. Whereas you need to get a loan. It's, yeah. it, it's the way to go. It's just smart. I mean, any 21-year-old out there that has $150,000 laying around in cash? Yeah, I, have, I have no clue. <laughs> I've never met one. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Everybody's got to get loans out for houses right now. Yeah, dude. And that's that, for me, that is one of the things I'd like to get people to understand. It's that, like, look, man, I know the prices are huge. They're terrifying. Yeah. $50,000 is scary yeah. for anybody. Yeah. But that's why you have these institutions, these big banks, these credit unions, these, uh, you know, mortgage you lenders. More mortgage lenders. Yeah. They're, they're there to help you. There's, there's a reason they're there. It's not to scam you, it's to yeah, help you. Exactly. And it, that's, I think that for me would be the biggest thing. For, for me, that'd be the biggest thing to. I think is what is what gets people kind of like scared to yeah. make that that jump. Mm-hmm. But dude, again, you're a perfect example. If you're scared, you gotta just go. You just gotta go for you gotta it. Gotta just fucking go for it. Yeah. Um, I bought my first house actually when I was 19 years old. Um, what? Yeah. And you had a kid. Yeah, man. Holy crap. You get just you just keep getting better and better, Mr. Merrick. Mr. Merrick, holy <laughs> crap! That's all. Nineteen, dude. Nineteen. Wow. My first house. Um, it was a fixer upper too. So um, the basement had mold, dog shit on the floors. Fixed it all up. It's beautiful now. Um, redoing the upstairs right now. Getting ready to sell it. But um, and I also own a duplex too now. So I mean. I'm 21 years old and I own two properties, um, and it's only been over a two-year span. So, like, what I'm what I'm saying, like, I'm not I'm not bragging at it in any means, okay? Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, you know, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trying to paint a picture here. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm trying to motivate, you know, anybody listening is that I mean. If you if you start right now working towards a goal and you 10x every single day to get to that goal, you're gonna have everything you want by that time. Yeah. I mean, I I've got everything I could have ever dreamed of in my life right now. Dude, I mean, you've accomplished 
what some people who can't do by 40 you've done in a span of like five years yeah i mean it's it's truly possible it really is possible and it and you don't i don't want to get too wishy-washy because yeah but like it's as long as you apply yourself yeah. It's, it really is just comes down to a question of applying yourself and if mm-hmm. you're willing to apply yourself. Because you earlier you said I wanted to I wanted to touch on it, but you were on a roll, so I didn't want to stop you. Yeah. Uh, finding a good work life balance. You you've traded off from. You can if I'm wrong, you can you know, yeah. let me know. But it yeah. sounds like you've you've traded off some life stuff for a little bit of work to oh, get yeah. where you want to be. There's yeah, a I, reason. I missed out. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest regrets I have is missing out on my daughter's, you know, uh, when she was a couple months old because I was working and going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my biggest regret in life is watching her grow. Um, and, you know, and granted, is I still work my ass off every single day and I rarely get to see her, I feel like, but I'm more involved in her life than I was when I was working and going to school. Um Dude, working and going to school and having a kid, that's a tall order for anybody to handle. Oh, for sure. And, <laughs> and like, I, I uh, you know, I, I wish that I did spend more time, like, with my girlfriend, too, at that early stage because she needed me more than anything. But, um, you know, I'm to the point now where I can kind of scale my business back, which I, you know, hit that point a little yeah. bit ago. Um, like, recently I haven't been getting up right away and working i've been more sleeping in till eight o'clock you know making coffee hanging out watching cartoons and then going to work you know 10 o'clock cartoons are you watching yeah my girl she my my daughter she likes mickey mouse uh clubhouse you know um (laughs) baby bum Uh, did, did you did you fall for the the baby shark did oh you, hell were yeah were you man. in there for a long time I, i'd be singing that sir in the car <laughs> doing my little hand gestures yeah. and whatnot i'd be doing that for her that's awesome dude how 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 is that anyway being a dad dude it's the greatest gift of all time like i wish i could have 10 more kids but I'm too young to be doing that right now. Yeah, right now. now. But, Maybe but we'll no, scale like, it down a bit. But, like, for real, no, I, I love being a dad. Um, my daughter really, like, she really, like, influences me to be a better person. Because she's so naive to the world. And she's so respectful to, like, everybody and anybody. And she's not, like, she is shy, but, like, she's not. Like, she'll she'll go up to a random person and just be like, hi, you know, like. Like I, I want to be like her. Like watching watching her as a person makes me want to be more like her, Make her and grow. be a better person. You're like, wow, you you're part you part me. Yeah. Did that that for me? I think is the, is the scariest part. Is like seeing a little bit of you in a little person. Oh, like, dude. Oh my, like that. That's me. Yeah. That's me right there. Yeah. It's ter- It's terrifying and also. You know, you can't wait for it to happen. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, it does make me scared um, for her, just for who I was as a <laughs> as like, a Please teenager. don't make the same mistakes I yeah, made. <laughs> I, I think about that every day. I'm like, God damn it. Because like, <laughs> you know she has those genes inside of her that you have. Yo, yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm just hoping that, she, I mean, I already know. She's, she's so smart and... I mean, just, she's only two and a half, man, and she's so smart. Like, so I have little, I have little nieces, and yeah. 
it's like I see I, I meet I see them one month and uh. then I visit them again in like three months. And yeah. putting the first time I met them they were terrified. They like yeah. they were scared of you and they yeah. could barely string a sentence together. Mm-hmm. And then you meet them again. Like yo, what up, dude? What's going on? And then yeah. they're like stringing full sentences. You're like, yeah. what is what yeah. happened to no, you? For real, it's what did like, you eat? It's like one day my daughter's all you know, small little baby, and then the next day she's like a full on little toddler. It's like, goddamn, how'd you grow so quick? It goes by in the flash, man. Yeah, it's it's been going by like a flash. Oh, I think uh, another thing that people get wrong is just how fast time actually flies by. Yeah, it's it actually is pretty sad how fast time flies by. Yeah, dude, four years is nothing. Days for me, as soon as I got out of high school, months just became days. No, I feel that. I remember um, sitting in, and I don't know how old I was, but I remember it was like maybe middle school, and I would I just remember looking at the clock in class. Yeah. Just like, man, when the hell am I gonna get out of this class? Like, come on, or even high school, like. Man, this is taking forever. I've been out of high school for three <laughs> years, and it feels like it's only been like three months. Yeah, man. I feel like I'm a kid still most of the time. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, man, I wish I would have taken more opportunity of my time back then. Because then I, what, you know, I, where would I be if I would have taken? A lot of times, I like I'm talking to adults, and yeah. I'm talking like an adult. Yeah, and like, what is coming out of my mouth right now? Like mm-hmm. the, these words, it's it's just like like garbage coming out of my mouth, and like I feel like I, I shouldn't be saying this these words. I'm like, yeah. when did I learn what these are? Yeah. What what am I saying yeah. right now? And then they're like, they're just nodding, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just. And then you finish, they go away, and I I'd like, I I have to take pause, and a lot of times I go, yeah, what happened to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm an adult now. Yeah, no, for real, I feel that. It's terrifying, man. Growing up, and you, I think it's perfect to have you on to let people know that it's it's not as bad as people think it is. What, life? Life. Oh, yeah, not for sure. Yeah, Growing up, major obstacles, everything, as long yeah. as you have the right mentality. I mean, I like even like the kids I was best friends with, I mean, like, they all went through the struggle and I mean now granted I mean maybe they're not making as much money or doing you know what what I'm really doing but I mean they're still like successful people mm-hmm. I mean they're all with me you know when yeah. I was in high school they're all getting in trouble on probation <laughs> they're all off probation now they got houses they got cars they got families I mean it's it's pretty amazing what you can accomplish in a three-year span i don't believe life is a is a race i think everybody no. has different different uh different paces yeah. everybody has a different pace yeah and i and i i think about that all the time because i mean i had dreams like when i was a kid i was like man i want to be a lawyer i want to be a doctor and i went to college and i was like man i don't think i want to do this anymore i think i want to be getting a business i want to be I want to get my business degree and I want to be in politics. And so I was like, I want to do political science and business. And I was like, (laughs) man, I don't want to do this anymore. I got to make money because I got a daughter on the way. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just bouncing all over the place. And then even still today, I'm like, I still want to go back to school. You know, I I still think about that. Like, I, I really do want to get my degree one day. Yeah. And I don't know what it's going to be in. It could be in being a doctor, a lawyer. 
being a school teacher, you know, I don't I don't even know what it's going to be. But I, I do want to get back. I want to go back to school just to have a degree so I can actually do something like, you know, have a... Something else on top of all the shit you already do, man? Yeah. You are just a ruthless, sir. You just dude, keep going. Dude, my plan, my plan in life is to enjoy it. So whatever that may be, like whatever, like even like I've thought about being a pilot too. I yeah, mean, I, uh, Alex, he's also thinking about being a pilot. Being a pilot would be the dope. Would be dope. So my grandpa was a pilot, and he flew for National Airlines. Retired, had a beach house in Florida. Had three boats on the beach, uh, not on the beach, but on the like the on a big lake. Alligators coming up. Like my grandpa did that, and he was a happy man. I feel like. You know? Happiness, happiness comes in different forms for different people, man. No, for real. Like, I'm always uh, w- one really good quote I like. It's Anthony Bourdain. It doesn't really. It's, he, he's talking about your body. He says your body's not a temple. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, for me that that means a lot of people. I grew up here in like. You know, live a good life. Basic things. Live a good life. You know, be a good person. Treat everybody. Do do yeah. what you have to do to fit into society. But it's, I mean, if you're young, you have the money. Why not? Why not just try something new? You, if you can fail, at one fail thing now. every day, yeah, you're gonna grow. You're gonna yeah. become a better person because of that. Yeah. So that's why I hit at lawn at least one girl every day. Well, Even it, if you get shut down, guess what? That one's not going to make the list. Hey, that's a good goal, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I do that with podcast Even, guests. Eventually, so. you're going to be getting a girlfriend, man. I, You know, as long as you keep doing that, you're going to have a wife, have kids. I mean. Damn, dude. It, it isn't how crazy how fast it just steps up. And like you, and, All right, you're, you're talking to girls. Hey, you really like this girl. You want to get married? Oh, shit, you're married. You yeah. have a house. Now you have a kid. Yeah. Now you're like 45 years old, and you're like, where, where the, did life go? Yeah, where the hell did it go? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I'm 21 years old, man. I feel like I'm 35 years old. You got back pains and shits <laughs> while you're doing yoga. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, you ever done, like, hot yoga? No, I've never done that, and I no. probably will never do that. No? No, because, I mean, they've got the temperature up, like, I don't, and I don't know what the degree is, but... They've Hot got, as fuck is what it is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to kill myself. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy myself. I like. I. I kind of like those. I like putting myself in situations where, like, you're uncomfortable. I like being uncomfortable. I yeah. do. I do jujitsu too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I. I like the feeling of resistance. Yeah. I like knowing that, like, damn. The the what, what jujitsu is beautiful because <clears throat> I went in. And I thought it was hot shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, all right, I'm going to kick these guys' asses. They don't know what's coming for them. I sandbagged them. Uh-huh. I was like, because I was like, do you have any grappling experience before? I was like, nah. But I like wrestled for like two years in high school, so I oh. had some experience. Okay. And I watch UFC all the time. So, you know, oh, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a you're, pro. You're obviously an <laughs> MMA fighter. And I got in there and I started rolling with these guys and they kicked my ass. Uh-huh. And I finished class. I was like, that was beautiful. Yeah. I fuck. I fell in love. It's awesome. I love levels. I love seeing levels. Like you, yeah. you're. I feel like you yourself are on a different level than than where I am right now. It, it it's more motivation to me. It lets me see that, dude. There's things to aspire to that yep. I didn't even know I could aspire to. Well, I hope so, man. 
Elba motivational. You are motivational, dude. And people told you that because I'll fucking tell. I'll keep telling you. <laughs> I'll keep telling you. Man, all my friends, my girlfriend, all everybody's telling me how I'm how I'm an inspiration to them. Um, and I, I, I really, I really am like, no, nah, you know, I'm always shaking them off. But really deep down, I'm like, God damn, it feels good. It does. <laughs> those small compliments, dude. People yeah. need those small compliments thrown their way every once in a while. Yeah. It makes you feel, it, it gives you reassurance to that. What you're doing, you're on the right path. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's what keeps me going on this path right now. That's uh, uh, and that's all you, that the that's all the reassurance you can have. Another thing you were saying earlier is like you you kind of regretted not being with your daughter. And yeah. I I I one hundred percent can wholeheartedly agree. I bet that's hard. But yeah. you're working so that she can have a better life. And that's the whole goal. Is like I mean even my adoptive parents like like my parent my adoptive parents they struggled financially like in and out of rentals you know living in a we lived in a trailer at one like okay so let me rewind a little bit my parents when they adopted me they had everything they could ever dreamed of when they were married together we had a big house on land they had horses got a big basketball hoop like everything right they got a divorce when i was five years old um my mom ended up losing the house goes into foreclosure we moved to pocatello my dad you know doing his thing um on the weekends i was going up going up to his house he was in a trailer you know my mom was in a rental which wasn't that nice like they didn't have the money you know and that was a huge thing that like when i got older i was like i'm not gonna be you know maxing out my credit cards to make my kids happy because like my mom she would be just be sliding her card even though she didn't have money just to like get me nike shoes or you know, an Under Armour backpack that I wanted, you know, like she would, she would sacrifice so much to get me what I wanted. And when I got, when I was in high school, you know, I was like, man, I, I, I can't have my mom buy me Jordans. Like, I'm not going to have her be doing that. So I was, I was selling shoes, you know. I actually had a guy that does, that sells shoes here on the podcast a while ago. Oh, for sure? Yeah. Okay. There's a crazy fucking world right yeah. there. No, you don't buy expensive ass shoes. You can, dude. yeah. So I would buy like two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars J's, like just to be showing out. That's Jordan ones. Oh, I've got, I've got some, I got some fours, some fives, some. Okay, I got some fours, some fives. I like threes. The threes were actually really nice. I've got a I lot like of that Jordan. look. I've got some tens. Um, some nines, some elevens. So you got them all. No. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like you got them all. No, <laughs> no but, but you can't beat the classic. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, but yeah, so I just, you know, like my mom struggled and I was like, I'm not going to, I don't want to be like that. Um, and so I did what I did. Um, and uh, when I, you know, found out I was having a kid, I was like, I am not going to struggle. I'm not going to have my daughter struggle. I'm not going to have her moving in and out of houses. Um, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna get her the best house. Like I'm gonna give her a nice house. She's got a big backyard. Have all of her friends come over. Like, that's my. That's like my goal, man. And like I'm. I'm seeing it now. Like it's actually happening. And I'm like, man, this is freaking crazy. I just gotta hold on to it now. Yeah, gotta. Don't let a fucking valley people come around and you're like lose it all. Yeah. You gotta be smart with it. That's yeah. beautiful, dude. Yeah. That that's beautiful. And that's. I think everybody should strive for something like that. 
Yeah. That's great. Just be better than where you came from. That's my goal. Yeah, dude. I I think that's a great place for me to end with you. Cool. I, I love the dude. Thank you for coming on. Dude, for sure. You're an inspiration, and it's, it's, it's beautiful what you're doing. Awesome. Uh, it's customary for me at the very end. I like to give the microphone to my guests, and I let them uh, shout anything out they want to shout out. Uh, if they have anything they want to have to to say to people, you know, I give this mic to you, sir. All right. Well, uh, shout out to all you guys listening, um, anyone that's going to listen to this video. Um, my name is Merrick Davis. Um, I hope you all, you know, live better, um, be better, and just strive to be of the best that you can be um, every single day. And uh, God bless you all. All right. Thank you, man. Use your skin. I always do that. For you. Woo! <laughs> Love you, everybody. What I tell you, huh? The Daily Times they could deliver in quality content. Merrick Davis. I mean, what a guy, right? Uh, I think a lot of people can take from what he, from what he's lived through. You know, learn from from how how he lives his life. It's 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 beautiful the way he 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 lives his life. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as I did. Shirts are coming. I will be making Daily Time ticket shirts. I don't know when, but they're coming. So. Just, you know, wait wait on me for that. And I hope you, at least five of you buy T-shirts. And then, like, when I'll see you in public, we'll be like, yo, you're wearing that daily time ticket shirt, huh? Yeah, so love you, fucks. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And it's spooky season, baby. <laughs>